Hey everybody, welcome to An American F1. How are you guys doing this week, this week of February? We are in February, only a few days, eight days from our first F1 car launch, which is pretty exciting. It feels like the season is like right around the corner. We have that Barcelona testing coming up, which was a whole another controversy that I think we talked about a little bit already, but yeah, um, kind of getting excited for racing. One of the first dips, like, like I said, one of the coolest things that I feel like starts off this season. And, um, I know it's not really formula one related, but I mean, there are a lot of good quality drivers. It was a great race. Um, if you're into that endurance racing thing, the 24 hours at Daytona, the Rolex 24, man, it was a good race. And I was disappointed because I was in Florida. I really wanted to get a chance to watch that race, but I ended up having to just watch it on TV. But, damn, there was some good racing. I mean, we had, in the DPI, I mean, Helio Castroneves, Simon Paginot, that team, uh, Meyer Shank Racing, They it was there was some good racing going on there. Um, and, of course, for those of you that are Formula 1 fans, Alexander Rossi was also in the DPI 10 car for... Um, the um, Minnetola Acura. So there was good racing on that side, uh, especially also maybe some future F1 stars in the LMP2 category. We had Pato Award and Colin Herta together with the Dragon Speed car uh, racing against Renus VK. There was just good racing all around in that day 2024. I mean, for those that like endurance racing, it's pretty fascinating to see how a race that goes over 24 hours can still end up so close by the last stop. I mean, it was good. There was good racing. It was it was good all around. So if you didn't watch it, you missed out. Uh, that's all I could say there. But anyway, moving on from that, a lot of big news uh, this week. First of all, there's that whole controversy over Barcelona testing. Listen, I, I understand people are mad. I know people want that first viewing at Barcelona. I don't know why Formula One's deciding to hide it. Truly, I don't. Uh, there's got to be a good explanation. Maybe it's because of the new car. Maybe it's because they want to hype up Bahrain. I don't really know. But I know people are genuinely angry at the fact that, you know, they're all excited to see this new car, this new 2022 car that's being so hyped. And our first dip at it, we're not going to be able to see it on the track until... It's already been out for a few weeks. But, hey, maybe we'll have a better idea where teams are then when we get to Bahrain testing. Maybe we'll have a better idea of what everything looks like when we're going into it. So I get people's frustration. I get why people are angry that they don't have the opportunity to view this car that maybe they should, why they can't view testing, see where the teams are at. And, you know, I know we're getting media from it, but... The fact that it won't be live, yeah, it kind of does leave a sour taste in our mouth. So, I could totally understand the anger. Uh, the other big piece of news is uh, the rumors have been starting to swirl. You know, that FIA report, which <laughs> if anybody read the FIA report on the investigation of the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, it was basically this report that essentially was a non-report. It said... Yeah, we're looking into what happened, and our findings will basically come out in a few weeks. So, it was basically a report that was a non-report. But, 
And I know a lot of people are angry at that too because they're like, come on, you know, here it is, this anticipated report, Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. I think there's a lot that's hanging on it in some respects. A lot of people want to know what's going to happen, what, uh, you know, I think people are really curious. I think a lot of people want to know how Lewis Hamilton's going to react because we still have not heard from him, which is driving a lot of people crazy. I know we've seen pictures of him having, hanging out in L.A., looking like he's having a good time, not looking as frustrated as we thought. But we don't have any word from him yet, which is making a lot of people anxious, making a lot of people nervous. But I'm just going to tell people, be patient. I'm sure Lewis is going to be back. It's all going to be fine. However, like I said, the rumors starting to swirl. So there have been some cryptic messages about Michael Massey. And things seem to be pointing in the direction that Michael Massey will no longer be the race director, which I get. Listen, I think we've mentioned this before. This isn't the first time. Michael Massey, it's not that he's incompetent. It's that he made a gross error, a significant error in his job. And basically, yeah, he's going to have to pay the price. Uh, Unfortunately, he's going to have to be the full man for the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix and the way that race ended and the way the championship race was ultimately decided. And, you know, there have been these reports, too, that he's he's been... Listen, for the guy's mental health, too, I think it's better. There have been reports that, you know, again, F1 Twitter can be a brutal place, as we've seen with Nick Latifi, of all people. Nick Latifi, one of the nicest guys, seemingly, in F1, was facing all this hate for making a racing an on-track error. And yes, the circumstances that happened because of that were what they were. But Nick Latifi made an error and people went hard on him on social media to the point where he had to make a message. So I could only imagine how Michael Massey is feeling. Listen, nobody wants to make a mistake at their job. Nobody wants to um, be the full man. Nobody wants to be that person that's hated and criticized. And Michael Massey made a mistake. Yes, we're angry. Yes, I understand. But, I mean, come on, people. Even still, even if you were a Lewis Hamilton fan, you got to chill. At the end of the day, it's a sport. At the end of the day, yes, it's a sport we all love, but at the end of the day, there are still people behind... The offices, behind the jobs, behind the seats, behind the helmets. They're still humans. They have they're they're like us. Just that they happen to make loads of money either being the race director or driving a car. So just chill for a little bit. Like calm down. <laughs> it's not the end of the world. Like but anyway. And so it looks like Michael Massey's gonna be out of a job. And that makes us wonder who's gonna replace him. My personal vote would have been Sebastian Vettel, but, uh, you know, <laughs> unfortunately it looks like it's end up going to be, uh, I don't know, I think I think really, like I said, I think uh, Marcin Butovsky from uh, Alpine would have been uh, a great 
race director option. But we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see who ends up coming into that role. Um, in other news, the race of champions is also coming up soon. So uh, <laughs> that's going to be coming up in Sweden this year uh, in between February 5th and 6th. That'll be this weekend. Some interesting participants taking place. I mean, if you're a Formula One fan, if you're a, an IMSA fan, if you're uh, an IndyCar fan, there there are a lot of good drivers in here, rallying fan. So we have Vettel, we have Schumacher, Mick Schumacher for Team Germany. We have Valtteri Bottas and Mika Hakkinen. Helio Castroneves is in it. Jimmy Johnson and NASCAR of NASCAR fame and IndyCar fame. We have Colin Herta. We have Sebastian Loeb. I mean, it's another stacked lineup. David Couthard, Jamie Chadwick representing the United Kingdom. So, I mean, it's going to be an interesting race. So, I, I can't wait to see what happens. Uh, I believe it's a rallying format. So, I mean, if you had to think your <laughs> your advantage there would probably go to, if I had to pick, I mean, I'm picking Sebastian Loeb. But and that team, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, but really excited for the race of champions, especially because we got that Vettel-Mick combo. We'll see what they are as teammates, I think. Imagine if those guys were teammates in Formula 1, how cool that would be. Like, I think Twitter would, would blow up. Like, Twitter would, the world would end if Sebastian and Mick ever ended up on a team together. But really cool stuff going on there. Uh, really interested to see how the race of champions goes honestly i'm i'm really looking forward to it so uh yeah so that's just some rounding up news to talk about and uh in the world of formula 1 what i really want to get into today is our next roundup for the 2021 season looking at a team that you know was third in the championship had what i think was a great rebound season compared to their 2020 season a uh, team that obviously a lot of people like to get behind, and that is the Scuderia Ferrari Mission Winnow team. And remember, in 2022, they will no longer have that Mission Winnow. It'll be with Santander. But the 2021 season for Ferrari. Uh, listen, 2020 for Ferrari was, if you had to use one word, was horrible. So 2021 could have only been better. I mean, I guess it could have been worse, but could you imagine if Ferrari was worse than they were in 2020? Oh, my God, the world would have exploded. But the biggest change coming into Ferrari for 2021 was the fact that replacing Sebastian Vettel would be Carlos Sainz Jr. So going to the season, I think there were a lot of high expectations for Ferrari, especially because if you look at that combination with Charles Leclerc, and Carlos Sainz, I would say that Ferrari probably has one of the more consistent, if not the best, driver lineup. I mean, when you're thinking driver lineups, obviously, like, you have Lewis and Valtteri. Lewis, great racer. Obviously, we know Lewis's talent. Valtteri, in some respects, very underrated, great qualifier. His racecraft this year wasn't the best. We'll get into that in a few weeks. Uh, Red Bull, you know, you have Max Verstappen who is able to get the most out of that car. You have Sergio Perez who, listen, on a good day, Sergio Perez is a great driver. 
But when he has his bad days, they are bad days. And he is not the strongest of qualifiers either. Ferrari, on the other hand, I think Carlos Sainz and Charles Leclerc are two of the most consistent driver drivers in the sport right now. And as a team, I think they work out really well. Now, the results this year for Ferrari, I mean, really, if you look at it, only a few outside of the points finishes. I mean, a lot of times they were in the points. There were some high points, too, when it came to either qualifying or when it came to racing themselves. I mean, Charles Leclerc was very close to a podium at uh, Monza. Um, sorry, at Imola. Charles Leclerc was fourth there, very close. Carlos Sainz right behind. Uh, Spain also a fourth for Charles Leclerc. His disappointment though for Charles Leclerc had to be, I mean, first of all, Monza could have been Leclerc's moment. Oh, my God, Monza. Why am I saying Monza? Why am I saying Monza? Monaco. Monaco. Monaco could have been Charles Leclerc's moment. I mean, the dude was going to be close to on pole, and he boxed it. Like, just completely boxed it. And, you know, there's some debate whether he boxed it on purpose in order to get that pole. But the point is, he boxed it. If he did try to box it intentionally, he did a crappy job. Because, obviously, as we know, his gearbox was ruined. Didn't even start the race. After getting so excited because he was on the pole. Oh, that race. That race. What could have been in Monaco? So frustrating. But on the other hand, Carlos Sainz at Monaco finished second. Got, got on the podium. We had a Carlando podium. We had uh, Carlos Sainz and Lando Norris together on the podium at Monaco. So that was pretty exciting. Carlos Sainz had a great race in Monaco. Great qualifying. Uh, definitely deserved to be there. And that was his first podium for Ferrari. So it was really cool seeing him up there, uh, seeing that team up there back on the podium, I believe since Sebastian Vettel uh, last season, the season prior at Turkey. I might be wrong with that, but I believe he was the last one on the podium. And then um, Charles Leclerc followed up his Monaco performance with his performance at Baku, also on the pole. Just, of course, compared to Monaco, Baku has more spots where you can overtake, especially that long straight uh, near the end. So, near the finish line. So, at Baku, Charles Leclerc didn't quite have the pace, qualified on the pole, ended up finishing fourth in what was a crazy finish, just missing out of the podium. Carlos Sainz right behind. So, overall, those races, those back-to-back street races, went pretty well for Charles Leclerc. And then after that, I mean, oh, also silver stolen for Charles Leclerc. Man, I... Uh, I was hoping, I was hoping that was going to be the race, Silverstone. You would have thought, with what happened between Max and Lewis in the beginning of the race, with the Lewis penalty, I was like, surely this has got to play into the hands of Ferrari. They're going to get a win. And, oh, on that last lap, just Charles Leclerc getting passed, or second to last lap, just getting passed by Lewis. Typical Lewis fashion, just great driving ability. And uh, all our Ferrari fans were left with broken hearts after Charles Leclerc almost 
almost, almost snatched victory. And then the crazy race at Hungary. Charles Leclerc gets taken out, I believe, by Lance Stroll. Um, in Hungary, though, Carlos Sainz ends up taking third after the fact because of uh, Sebastian Vettel. R.I.P., man. Uh, not R.I.P. in that sense, but R.I.P. in his finish, you know. Oh, that was another painful one with Vettel. Should have been on the podium. Well, I mean, he was on the podium, but they didn't let him keep it because of a fuel issue. So, Carlos Sainz ends up getting the podium. Eventually, got the trophy. If we fast forward a few races, right? Belgium uh, doesn't really count as a race. Zandvoort, 5th and 7th. Um, Russia, Carlos Sainz on the podium again. And then from there, like, Carlos Sainz really was just consistent. Charles Leclerc was outside the points at Russia. But Leclerc had strong finishes towards the second half of the season. So did Carlos Sainz, uh, capping out the season with a podium at Abu Dhabi. So, if we're looking at Ferrari season overall, I mean, you got to say that Ferrari performed well, performed consistently in 2021. They had a great driver combination. I mean, now, one of the debates on Twitter is the fact that maybe Carlos Sainz is the better driver. Maybe Carlos Sainz showed how bad, not how bad, but how maybe overrated Charles Leclerc is. And the only problem I have with that is the fact that, yes, you're right. It, but also, like, when we looked at qualifying, too, it took Carlos Sainz a lot of time to adapt to the car. So I guess we can factor that in. But Charles Leclerc, if he finishes at Monaco, if he finishes in Hungary, there's a chance that we're saying Charles Leclerc finishes ahead of Carlos Sainz in that championship. So I'm just saying they were pretty even as drivers. I know there were times where... Sorry. Really, you're okay. Oh, my God. There were times when one driver finished over the other. But... I think overall, if we're looking at it, it's tough to say. I don't think Carlos Sainz, 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 Carlos Sainz proved that Leclerc was overrated. I think Leclerc didn't have the most consistent of seasons with some finishes outside of the points. Uh, but Carlos Sainz also had two. You know, um, Charles Leclerc had his retirement in Hungary, which surely affected his points as well. So. Ultimately, they would have been very close anyway. They were only separated by five and a half points. So, going into 2022, I think we're excited for Ferrari. I think this could be one of the... I think that in 2022, Ferrari is going to be right up there with Red Bull, with Mercedes. I think they're going to be ahead of McLaren. I think we could see a Ferrari come back next year. I just feel like the ingredients are right. I feel like Ferrari has focused development on that 2022 car. I feel like they're recovering their engine power. I feel like we're going to see a Ferrari team, a resurgent Ferrari team. And that's exciting. I think they have the right driver combination. I think they're focusing development the right way. I think 2022 is going to be a good year for Ferrari. I don't want to jinx it. I hope I'm correct. And, uh, of course, (laughs) with that, you know, Ferrari's going into the... Why why does Ferrari got to do this? (laughs) Their their car this year is the F one seventy five, which 
I get it is in named of one of their production cars, but why why do they got to make it so difficult? They go from SF71 to SF21 to like, oh, Ferrari, just make up your mind. Tell us what your car is going to be like. Just make a system that makes sense. But you know what? You can't hate them. They're one of the oldest teams in the league, you know, one of the oldest teams in the championship, uh, one of the most successful teams. So honestly, let them do what they want to do. You know, if they want to name their car whatever they want to name it, uh, let them have fun with it. But yeah, I, I really think that the expectations are going to be high for Ferrari going into 2022. I think we're going to see Carlos Sainz finally. Come on, just give that guy a win. Let's see this guy on the top step of the podium. I think we're going to see some wins maybe from Leclerc. We're going to see some wins from Sainz. I think I think they're in the right position. I think they're poised in the right direction. And I think they'll be able to do good things with that team going into this season. So I think there's the most hype for this team. I think Ferrari deserves the hype. I'm excited to see what they do. Uh, let's hope they get some wins because I think it would be healthy for the sport. I think people really want to see Ferrari... Uh, back up there and, you know, fighting for those wins. Imagine a battle. Oh, man, imagine a battle between Ferrari, Red Bull, Mercedes. That would be, like, so epic. That would be one of the... Like I said, we've been spoiled from this past season in 2021. We haven't had a good season like that in a while where it was that competitive. But could you imagine the same competitiveness of 2021 with adding a Ferrari... Maybe adding a McLaren in there. I mean, I think next year we will legitimately have some sort of three-way championship battle where it's going to come down to the last race again. And Boy, I I don't know what's going to happen. But I'm excited to see what happens for that. But yeah, Ferrari, great 2021 season. I don't think they underperformed. I think they performed a lot better than they did in 2020. I think they're proving that they're on the right direction to a comeback. And I think we should all really start to get excited for what this team can do going into the 2022 season. So that's what I really have for you guys today. Uh, You know, again, our off season's almost over. We just got to hold out a few more days. Those car liveries coming out are going to definitely... uh, satiate your needs for Formula One at least until March, all right? Because we got one like almost the second half of February is going to be filled with car launches. So, and of course, we'll have Barcelona testing with whatever media we get. So hang in there. We're almost there. It's only like 40-something days. We're getting there. We're almost a month away. So just keep holding on. Things are looking up. The, The future's there. The season's ready to go. And uh, just, you know, stay excited. Stay pumped. So, as always, thanks again for listening. Feel free to follow me on Twitter, at f one or on uh, Instagram, also at f one Please feel free to comment on my thoughts on the podcast. You know, share your own thoughts. I don't care how critical you are. You can make fun of me yawning today. I'm sorry. It was really early. Had to do it early today. Had to squeeze it in. But... Thanks again, guys. I'll come back to you. Almost done with these recaps. Almost done with talking about Red Bull. And we have Mercedes. And that should bring us right into Barcelona testing where we will have so much more to talk about. So thank you, guys. 
Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you soon. Enjoy.